Welcome to It Just Makes Sense, the podcast by two easily distracted, higher educated former lovers that explores all of the unpopular opinions, conspiracy theories, and cult leaders that make you want to scream, It, it Just, just makes, makes Sense. I'm Sam Smith. And I'm Jeff Seifert. And this week we're covering a story that has stuck and haunted me for years. Haunted you? Yeah. Because it's so crazy, I can't believe this even happened. I know I've told you about it before, so I know you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I've heard this of it. This one. Right? You played a musical instrument, right? You played yeah, I played sax, the saxophone. Jazzy sax, Seifert. Mm, Is that what they called you? Sexy Seifert. <laughs> mm-hmm. I myself failed to succeed in that department, so I played the oboe first. You did? Yeah, for like a year in fourth grade. And I hated every minute of it. I never practiced. I didn't want to go to, like, they would pull you out of class for your musical lessons. Never wanted to do it. So I quit oboe. And then I played the trombone for a year. (laughs) (laughs) I can definitely see you playing the trombone. And I'm tone deaf. So, like, imagine me trying to play the trombone. It was awful. It was Awful. So I never practiced that. I just hated musical instruments. I'm not good at it. I don't want to do it. No, thank you. I totally see you with an oboe because you have such a small mouth. I would crack so many reeds and my mom would get so mad at me. Those ones are expensive. So my musical teacher in the fifth grade, I'll never forget it, said to me, it would be in the best interest for not only yourself, but our music department if you chose not to pursue a musical instrument in middle school. (laughs) Our that? music department? Okay. Because he like hated me. He'd be like, okay, did you practice? And I would be like, no, I didn't practice. I don't want to be here. I hate this. You never filled out your timesheet, did you? I don't even know what that is. We used to have to have, like, I remember when we were in school, like, we had practice sheets where we had to fill out how much time we spent practicing no. every week, and then our parents would sign it. Nope. I always lied. No. Nope. Always. Didn't I never. I mean, I didn't mind practicing. I practiced a lot in high school because that's when I really cared, but middle school, and no. School, I hate Things it. that I did do. Book it. What's that? Where you fill out all the books you read and then you would get free pizza uh, from yeah, Pizza, pizza Hut. Hut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Over the, the summer. queen of book it. No, uh, they did it during the year too. Oh, really? I had so many book it's. Interesting. So anyways, I was no Eric Abramovitz. He was seven years old when he learned to play the clarinet. By the time he was 20, he was on his way to becoming an award-winning clarinetist. Oh, I do remember this now. (laughs) Yeah, this is some bullshit. Right? Yeah. So he was studying in Canada under some of the most elite teachers and performing solos with Quebec's finest symphony symphony orchestras. He'd become a fixture in Canada's music competitions and even had won radio features throughout all of Canada. During his second year of studying at McGill University, which is where a lot of the characters from Degrassi went. Isn't that like their Harvard? I think so. It's like a good, yeah. Yeah. He decided to apply to the world-renowned Colburn Conservatory of Music in Los Angeles under, I think it's pronounced Yehuda Jalad, who is internationally renowned clarinet professor who only accepts two students a year into Colburn. The program, if admitted, also offers every student a scholarship covering tuition, room and board, and living expenses, which amounted to about $50,000 a year. Studying under Jalad was huge for Eric. In recent years, 80% of the clarinet positions in North American orchestras were filled by Jalad students. How many? 50%? 80%. Wow. Isn't that wild? He must have been really good. Yehuda Jalad. Yeah. 
Eric had been working towards this goal of studying under Jalad since he was seven years old. He knew this opportunity was a once in a lifetime experience and he was going for it. Get it. He spent hours every night practicing for his audition. So this is where I feel like I have to hand it to people who are like musicians, singers, dancers, performers, anyone who has to practice something. Because I don't even have the self-discipline to like train for more than one day running. Wantrepreneurs. Wantrepreneur. Yeah. So people where they're like, oh, I practice for three hours every single day. When stuff doesn't come easily to you. And me. We just drop it. Yeah. Or like, I really want to do a pull up. So my trainer's like, okay, you have to try, like, train every day for at least like five minutes on pull-up machine. No. Why not? I'll just never do one. Why? A, I don't have a pull-up machine. I don't have a gym membership to a pull-up machine. Yeah, but there are certain things you can do, like push-ups help with pull-ups. Do you do push-ups? Not on my own every day. Why not? You don't need equipment to do that. Okay, like I just said, I'm not going to. (laughs) You got your box jump, though. (laughs) Right? Um... So Eric went to the audition in Los Angeles, and it was a grueling, lengthy, and competitive process. After his audition, he was confident that he would be accepted. He had played his life out. Yeah, yeah. So it came as a complete shock and awe when he opened an email weeks later from Jalad, letting him know he had not been selected. Oh, how devastating. Abramovitz's whole world came crashing down. He didn't make it. He was quoted by BuzzFeed as saying, I was... I was numb when I read the email. I had to read it a few more times. When I found out I didn't get it, it was really hard to deal with. I went through some really dark, sad, angry days. But Jalad had offered him something. He was offered a position to study at the University of Southern California with a scholarship of $5,000 a year. Annual tuition at USC is $51,000. So he just couldn't afford to go with only $5,000 off. Seriously, that's like that's like nothing. drop in the bucket. Yeah. So eventually, Eric had to move on. He finished his bachelor's degree at McGill, delaying the start of his professional musical career. After graduation, Eric auditioned again under Jalad for an opportunity for a two-year certification program at USC, which wouldn't be covered by scholarship, but would still get him part-time study under Jalad. So he's probably thinking at this point, like... At least it's something. It's something. Yeah. When he went to the audition, Jalad asked him, why are you here? Why did you reject me? But by the time... Eric thought, at the time, Eric thought he was referring to the other scholarship offered to him to USC for like that $51,000 one. And he responded, why did you reject me? They didn't have much time together in the audition for further conversation, but the interaction stuck with Eric as it seems strange. Like, why would he say that to him? It just didn't seem like it made any sense. Eventually, Eric forwarded the email that he had received two years earlier to Jalad, to which Jalad replied, I never sent that in my life. What, what? the fuck? Wait, I would have what? I would have been so pissed. It turns out the email Eric received from Jalad was not from him, but was sent by Eric's girlfriend at the time, Jennifer Lee. Bitch. She was a flute student at McGill, and Jennifer Lee and Eric were both serious musicians and had recently moved in together, and things had become serious very fast. Jennifer was terrified that the relationship wouldn't survive if Eric moved to Los Angeles. It wouldn't. It, it wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, she but was like, right. What but... a bitch. By this point, he and Lee had already broken up for more than a year when Eric had found out that she had done this. Okay. Okay. And even so, it did not occur to him that she would be responsible for impersonating him. So, like, first when Jalad said, like, I never sent this email. So he didn't he think didn't it was, think it was her. her. 
Because he's like, I never would have even considered that a person I trusted the most would have done something like this to me. But who else would it have been? Like, who else? Right. So he and, like, one of his friends started to hack into this email account. Because they saw it. It was, like, Jalad Jahoon 058 at Gmail, whatever. Uh, so they tried to, like, break first into off, it. I mean, I used to cat. I mean, not catfish. But I remember I used Did fake, you? fake I email address. Yeah. Really? Yeah. We'll get it. We can get into that. Okay. After yeah, after. End. Yeah. So they finally were able, so at the time Abramovitz was like, oh, let me use an old password that Jennifer used to use because she had access to my laptop and all these things. Right. Into that email. So they got into it and they they logged into it and, um, or Jennifer had logged into his email and deleted the acceptance letter to Colburn. She impersonated Abramovitz in an email to Jalad declining the offer because he would be elsewhere. Uh, then she impersonated uh, Jalad through a fake email address telling Abramovitz he had not been accept- accepted. And this is, then she spent like night after night consoling him about the rejection. What? Well, like, she that's had like to. Sociopathic. I mean, she had to keep the ruse up. Right. So Eric said that she actually had done a similar thing involving fake emails with his successful application to Juilliard School in New York, causing him to decline it. So he knew about the other one? I think so. That It was just like mentioned in an article that she had done similar things. So I wonder if like he found out after that. Oh. After he got into that. I don't know. Oh, okay. So, so it's first, like if he knew that one, why wouldn't he have checked right. on the other one? So at first she tried to deny it, but the evidence was like super overwhelming. And she had blocked him on all social media. And at this point, they were only talking to each other through lawyers. So once Eric knew of what she had done, he sued her for $300,000 in general damages, including for loss of reputation, loss of educational opportunities, and loss of two years of potential income. Good. Yeah. I would have sued for more, honestly. Ugh. I would have done like 2.5 mil. I mean, shoot for the moon. <laughs> right? You know? An Ontario Superior Court judge, David Corbett, ruled in his favor and added an additional $50,000 against Miss Lee for her desp- despicable interference in Mr. Abramovitz's career. Now, I'm no legal scholar, but maybe you know the answer to this. Yeah. Like, what happens in those cases? Like, I, like if you're not, if she's not wealthy, she can't. There's no it. way. I don't think he ever saw the money. But, like, they don't put, they don't, like, garnish her wages? I think they're going to ha- they're going to have to, right? Like, what would they do? I I was thinking, like, they're going to have to garnish her wages. Oh. Or, like... How, do they, like, how, how does she how pay does it? She, yeah. yeah. And any type of civil suit, how do you get paid? Right. Is it insurance? Well, how do you... You don't have insurance for that. No. Like, no. Huh. I or wonder. Or people, like, who embezzle a ton of money, if they've already spent it, how do they pay, pay back? back. $500,000. I, I mean, I know in the United States, like... uh they garnish your wages when there's yeah, a, and they, right. they put like they can put liens against your property and things like yeah. that. So like so if, say for example you sold your house, like the right. government would right. confiscate part of the money. But I just wonder if it's similar in, in Canada. Canada. The only Canadian law I know is that if you have a DUI, you can never go to Canada. Yeah. That's it. They have much cush- <laughs> comfier jails. I knew that. I also know that they love letting serial killers out after like two years. Mm, <laughs> Paul Bernardo, Carla Hamolka. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. I thought about that a lot when uh, I thought about killing Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Jeff's ex-boyfriend. ex-boyfriend. <laughs> so I'm going to read directly now from an article from the Montreal Gazette on the ruling. So what the court, what the judge ruled in and what he said. Because I found it to be really interesting. Okay. So he said, I accept and find that Mr. Abramovis lost a unique and prestigious educational opportunity. No one that... 
one that would have advanced his career as a professional clarinetist. It's difficult to quantify such a loss. His life and career have continued. Imagining how his life would have been different if he had studied for two years under Mr. Jalad and earned his teacher's respect and support requires more speculation than the law permits. One hears of big breaks that can launch a promising artist into a stratospheric career. I cannot speculate as to how high and how quickly Mr. Abramovitz's career might have soared, but for the interference by Miss Lee... But the law does recognize the loss of a chance as a very real and compensable loss. The judge found that the lost two years in scholarship was worth $50,000 a year. The cost of the two years Abramovitz studied under the certificate program at USC was estimated at $50,000 for tuition and another $30,000 in living expenses. And based on testimony from Jalad, he had... Um, He noted that Abramovitz won numerous competitions in his first five months in Los Angeles and secured a position in the Santa Barbara Orchestra. Corbett agreed he had lost on two years of a potential salary because of his girlfriend's deceit worth $71,500 U.S. a year. I thought they'd make more than that, but maybe it's like a starting salary. I mean, yeah. Like when you first start, I mean, it's probably like any job. Yeah. First start out, it's lower. probably goes up as you... Right. So he said, I'm very frustrated that a highly talented musician like Eric was the victim of such an unthinkable, immoral act that delayed his progress and advancement as an up-and-coming young musician and delayed his embarking on a most promising career. Corbett agreed to Abramovitz's claim for damages of 300000 Canadian. To that, he added 25000 in aggravated damages, representing the incompensable personal loss offered by Mr. Abramovitz by having held a close personal dream snatched from him by a person he trusted. The general damages reflect financial losses. The aggravated damages are modest recognition of the anguish and hurt that has cost Mr. Abramovitz no money, but which he's nonetheless hurt him. Another fifty or another twenty-five thousand was charged to cover court costs and legal fees. Lee never responded to the lawsuit he filed against her and lost by default. She just never went to court. Wow. She has yet to comment on any of this, and Eric has no idea if he'll ever see any of the money. For those listeners that aren't as close to the Canadian border as we are, um, the Canadian dollar is typically a little bit less than the American dollar. Like right now, um, like 300, so one Canadian dollar is worth 80 cents US. That's really low. Yeah, that is low. Like remember, not too long ago, the Canadian dollar was worth more than the American dollar. Right. But it hasn't in a while. Yeah. Typically, they're within like usually like... 10 i would say 10 cents yeah yeah right so where is he now and what does he achieve eric abramovitz joined the toronto sympathy orchestra in 2018 as associate principal and e-flat clarinet and was previously a member of the nashville sympathy orchestra he was named the vanderin emerging artist of the year in 2017 and a cbs or cbc next artist in 2013 and he's happily in another relationship with a man with a woman oh damn like that would have been a great twist after she ruined my life (laughs) i decided that i needed to come out i don't know what i i feel like i would try to find her and probably kill her and that would have been a true crime story yeah i would have been so mad oh furious what 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 would i have done i would have ruined her life right i would have ruined her life dragged her all over social media yeah absolutely but it makes me think of things, because, like, you actually finally, in this story, you have someone to blame. It wasn't him. Like, it was someone else. 
I was just listening to a podcast about Dane Cook, and he went to audition for Saturday Night Live because they were looking to replace someone who was similar to Adam Sandler, like Goofy could play music and songs, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. Dane Cook's really like that. And he had a panic attack before his audition and couldn't go in, and they gave it to Jimmy Fallon. Oh, Could you wow. imagine, like... You just How keep funny. thinking, like, that could have been me. Now I could have my own late night. Like, what if I'd really taken off? I Where also have right. Dane Cook. I'm I know. Like, it's been a long time since yeah. he's done anything. I also, um, Anne Hathaway was just on an episode of Drag, Drag Race recently. Oh, really? The ninth person that they chose, ninth selection for um, The Devil Wears Prada. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But she was, like, perfect. I know. I always love reading those articles yeah. that say who the original choice right. for movie roles were. And like, oh. Wow. Like, um, I think she said they, uh, I don't know if it was the top choice, but they wanted Molly Ringwald for the Devil Wears Prada. Oh, roll my eyes. She would have been too old for Yeah, she would have been way too old. Yeah. 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 And like, but then you think about these people who turned it down, if they're thinking like, oh my God, should I have done it? Like, you know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. I just missed out on one of the big, not the biggest movies, but it was a pretty big movie. Yeah. At that time. I feel like. I want to be friends with her. I feel like she Who? seems down Anne to Anne Hathaway? Yeah. I hate Anne Hathaway. Why? I just don't like her vibe. You are the worst. Also, she You only does, like rude She bitches. doesn't like to be called Anne Hathaway. Annie? Annie. Really? Yeah. She hates being called Anne. Huh. But when she that. was like first coming up in an emerging artist, her name's Anne. So yeah. she's like, yeah, Anne Hathaway. But mm. only, she said like everyone, everyone else always calls her Annie. And she hates I'm watching Hollywood her. right now. Have you watched it? Yeah. It's good. I watched like four. You know me. Like you yeah you lose interest it. real quick yeah. but there's like all kinds of gay sex in there yeah, yeah. so you know mm-hmm. i'm hooked right yeah i um but they talk really they like, talk about changing the names i would prefer to be friends with Anne anna kendrick than anna hathaway that's We're a toss up. spicy redhead that's a toss up yeah i think i think i could go for either back to the case that story's crazy oh that's it that's all i have oh wow you really mailed it in this week were you tired I had three cases that I could have picked, but I picked this one because it's so crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Also, you can talk about what you've done. What do you mean? You said you made up <gasps> fake emails. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one. Um, so, yeah, when back when I was dating that cheating ex-ray of mine. <laughs> <laughs> he lived in Canada. And um, so he, like... He used to peruse the Craigslist personals back in the day before he was dating me. Okay, right? Here's Isn't my that thing. slimy? But like, here's my thing. What? It was you the grinder. You are not that old to be on Craigslist. What do you mean? Like, I feel like by the time we were dating, like, not we, <laughs> but like when we were out in the world, there was apps at that point. There was eHarmony, Mash.com, whatever. Why are you on Cra- Like, to me, Craigslist was like even before our time. He was 40. He was old. Him, yeah. But, but he was doing it while he was dating you? Yeah. Why wasn't he on like Match.com or like, I what's that other one that politicians would go on? Mm, you know what I'm The cheating about? one? The cheating yeah, one. Yeah, Ashley Madison. Ashley, Ashley, Ashley why Madison. Why didn't he go on that? Well. Covers tracks. I don't know. Anyway. Anywho, okay. I set up, I used fake email addresses and I set up ads that I knew that would like, he would be. <laughs> you did not. Yes, I did. And I knew that he would be attracted to it. So it it worked hook line and singer. What kind of ads? Like, what would you say? Mm, let's not get into the okay. dirty details. <laughs> but I mean, it, it worked. Like, I used, I set up a fake, like I created a fake personal on Craigslist, and I knew for one hundred percent fact what he liked. So, and he reached out to it, and then, um, like, what else? 
Did you respond? Like, this is Jeff. Yeah, so, like, after a little <laughs> while, I, I sent a picture. I was like, gotcha, bitch. And then I remember I was working at... What did he say? He called me immediately. He started freaking out. He was crying, sobbing. How could you... He gaslit me. He's yeah, like, how, how could, could you do you this do to me? Because I know that you're a cheating slime. <laughs> and, and you took him back every time. Well, because he owed me money. I am true. <laughs> and what was the other... Oh, and I had a fake Facebook that I used. Um, with him? Yeah. Fake... I, I had a Facebook that I, I never messaged. never did any of that. Mm-hmm. I sent... Um, hilarious. I sent a picture of... I used one of your friend's ex, ex-boyfriend's pictures because <laughs> I didn't... I had, oh, <laughs> I had to tell use... Tell me right now who. Just whisper it. I'll, I, I'll edit it out. I had to use somebody that was removed, like that he couldn't connect yeah. back to me. So I, I was like scrolling through my phone. I was like, oh, this will work. <laughs> who was it? Oh, he was hot. Right? Yeah. I knew he'd be into it. So I'm, I'm going <laughs> to edit it out, but leave my part where I say, oh, he's hot. <laughs> so yeah, no, I totally set him up. Good one. A couple times, yeah. <laughs> so yeah my god that's so crazy no I never did any of that but I used to like make my friend at the time Lauren message the guy that I was like into and kind of semi-dating to be like yeah so like oh what oh are you and Sam dating no I didn't see on Facebook or what's going on with you two because they were like kind of friends yeah. and he would be like no I hate her and he, she would set, she'd be sitting right next to me and she'd be like, see, I told you this guy's a dick. He says he hates you. And then I'd like message him and be like, oh my God, I miss you so much. Love you. And he's like, yeah, I love you too. And I'm like, he's lying to you. Did you, <laughs> did you ever go on any, like, were, you, you probably didn't because you probably didn't care. Did you ever go on anyone's phone? Like X's phone? Yeah. Oh, you did? Just that guy. Oh, that's it? Yeah. That was the only one. Just mm. him. And he was messaging a girl like, I want to take you to a wedding. Oh. I want to F you. I want to do all this stuff with you. And I was like, you... Uh, what is this? And he's like, I can't believe you want my phone. You don't trust me. I was like, I was checking the time. No, I wasn't. I was looking at his phone. I did it every time he left the room to go to the bathroom. Before Ray, I never did it. Ever. Ever. And I haven't done it since mm-hmm. then. I One guy I did it after. Oh, really? Well, because I was like broken and paranoid from, from the last relationship. So then I remember I went in another guy's phone because I like... I felt like he was paying a lot of attention to his phone, so I went in it. Yeah. And, like, I couldn't find any text messages, so then I went in his email. And he was emailing somebody, but... it So it was a guy that he was friends with, but all it did was talk about how great I was. And I felt, like, oh. so terrible. I'm like, oh, God, I feel like such a scumbag. Right. I'm like, he really... Likes me a lot. Also, just yesterday. <laughs> but now I, ne- I never did it again after that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I don't know, I haven't felt the need. Also, yesterday I asked Cameron, if a girl messaged you on Facebook and asked for your phone number, what would you do? And he said, I would change the subject. So I immediately freaked out what? and said, change the subject so to fucking what? what? Oh, what are you wearing? Is that what you're going to ask her? Change the subject <laughs> to what? And he was like, I would just be like, Oh, who are you? Why are you? Why do you need my, my phone number? number? Yeah, I'm like that's not changing the subject. It's asking what it is. But he was like, I would change the subject. It was so weird that he said that. That is weird, Cameron. He needs to explain himself further, but he's not here. Yeah, so. oh, we'll have to have him on the pod <laughs> to explain yourself. But yeah, I never did anything crazy like hacked email. I wouldn't even know how. I wouldn't know how to like get into someone's email and delete. So she must have known his password to his email. Yeah, I don't share that shit. Even when we're on like. Me and Cameron do Zooms with our financial advisor. The financial advisor would be like, okay, Sam, I need, like, your social security number. I need this. Or I need that. I'm, like, whisper so I don't – so my husband can't hear. I'm, like, bah, 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 don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> you, Cameron's, like, you are literally the worst. You realize that if you get divorced, half of it is anyway. I, like, cover up my pin at the ATM. I'm, like, don't you dare look. 
<laughs> we share an account. It's fine. It's not. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I know his password for everything. He doesn't know mine. Mm. Did you ever know any of your ex's passwords? For their phone? Yeah, I knew them all. No, like for email. Oh, or, no. Yeah. Mm. The phone, though, like I was, I became really good at watching people's fingers. Really? Oh, yeah. No. Like it, when I needed to, I could do it. Like I don't pay it. Now, like, yeah. now I really could give two shits right. about anything. Like whatever. Cheat on me. Whatever. Time to time. Be, Honestly. See, but now like I'm more open to like open stuff. So <laughs> I wonder like if I went back in time. Right. Like if I'd still Just be with like, them and be like, yeah. oh yeah, that's fine. Just let me know. Right. Or, it invo- or involve involve me, me next time. <laughs> Interesting. I hope not with Ray. Ugh. Ugh, it's right. All right, listeners. Well, let us know, like, have you done anything crazy for a relationship? Have you hacked into your partner's emails? Did you delete college admissions? Did you do it? Did you do it? And then also follow us on Instagram at It Just Makes Sense Podcast. Go to our Facebook discussion group. Follow me on Instagram at www.samandthebuff. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff C with one F. And then come back and listen to us next week for a whole nother episode. Bye.